when called upon to light the fuse. The mission of the CIA, above all, was to keep the president forewarned against surprise attack, a second Pearl Harbor. The agency's ranks were filled with thousands of patriotic Americans in the 1950s. Many were brave and battle-hardened. Some had wisdom. Few really knew the enemy. Where understanding failed, presidents ordered the CIA to change the course of history through covert action. The conduct of political and psychological warfare in peacetime was a new art, wrote Gerald Miller, then the CIA's covert operations chief for Western Europe. Some of the techniques were known, but doctrine and experience were lacking. The CIA's covert operations were by and large blind stabs in the dark. The agency's only course was to learn by doing, by making mistakes in battle. The CIA then concealed its failures abroad, lying to Presidents Eisenhower and Kennedy. It told those lies to preserve its standing in Washington. The truth, said Don Gregg, a skilled Cold War station chief, was that the agency at the height of its powers had a great reputation and a terrible record. Like the American public, the agency dissented at its peril during the Vietnam War. Like the American press, it discovered that its reporting was rejected if it did not fit the preconceptions of presidents. The CIA was rebuked and scorned by Presidents Johnson, Nixon, Ford, and Carter. None of them understood how the agency worked. They took office with the expectation that intelligence could solve every problem or that it could not do anything right, and then moved to the opposite view, notes a former deputy director of Central Intelligence, Richard J. Kerr. Then they settled down and vacillated from one extreme to the other. To survive as an institution in Washington, the agency above all had to have the president's ear, but it soon learned that it was dangerous to tell him what he did not want to hear. The CIA's analysts learned to march in lockstep, conforming to conventional wisdom. They misapprehended the intentions and capabilities of our enemies, miscalculated the strength of communism, and misjudged the threat of terrorism. The supreme goal of the CIA during the Cold War was to steal Soviet secrets by recruiting spies. But the CIA never possessed a single one who had deep insight into the workings of the Kremlin. The number of Soviet spies with important information to reveal, all of them volunteers, not recruits, could be counted on the fingers of two hands. And all of them died, captured and executed by Moscow. Almost all had been betrayed by officers of the CIA's Soviet division who were spying for the other side under Presidents Reagan and George H. W. Bush. Under Reagan, the CIA set off on misconceived third-world missions, selling arms to Iran's revolutionary guards to finance a war in Central America, breaking the law, and squandering what trust remained reposed in it. More grievously, it missed the fatal weakness of its main enemy. It fell to machines, not men, to understand the other side. As the technology of espionage expanded its horizons, the CIA's vision grew more and more myopic. Spy satellites enabled it to count Soviet weapons. They did not deliver the crucial information that communism was crumbling.
the CIA's foremost experts never saw the enemy until after the Cold War was over. The agency had bled the Soviets by pouring billions of dollars of weapons into Afghanistan to help fight the Red Army's occupying forces. That was an epic success. But it failed to see that the Islamic warriors it supported would soon take aim at the United States, and when that understanding came, the agency failed to act. That was an epical failure. The unity of purpose that held the CIA together during the Cold War came undone in the 1990s under President Clinton. The agency still had people who strove to understand the world, but their ranks were far too thin. There were still talented officers who dedicated themselves to serving the United States abroad, but their numbers were far too few. The FBI had more agents in New York.